Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 12 of Making a Marketer. I'm Megan Powers, at Megan Powers, as you can see on the screen. If you are with us live, if you're listening to us on the on the replay or on the podcast, um, you might not be able to see that. So I always like to let people know so I don't forget. Uh, it can be found on the Twitter at Megan Powers. And I have an awesome guest today on episode 12. His name is Michael Arias, and he is the Dental Marketer. Welcome, Michael. Hey, thanks for having me, Megan. I'm excited to be here. Nice. So, okay, so I'm going to give a little intro, and then if there's anything else you want to say, I always have my guests, you know, you can give your two cents. But I pulled it from your stuff, so hopefully uh, hopefully I'm on, on point. <laughs> so uh, he also has a podcast called The Dental Marketer. He's worked with several dentists, dental groups, dental consultants, and agencies. He loves educating anyone who is interested on how to market their dental practice. Uh, I was a guest on his podcast. Um, I don't think it's hit the the airwaves yet, but it hit me after that, that uh, people might like to learn about what he does, and his thing is ground marketing. So that's the topic of the show today. So we're both West Coasters, right, Michael? Yeah, California, right? Yeah, I'm San Diego. Oh, yeah. It's like three hours away, LA. So. Down, the, down the five or the 405 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know that. There's so much traffic. And it's raining. Is it raining over there right now for you? It's not. We had a little bit last night, but it's not too bad. Oh. Um, yeah, but I laughed at LA rain was was trending on Twitter yesterday because <laughs> the East Coast is like getting pummeled with tons of snow and, um, you know, Californians can't drive in the rain, so... Yeah. I know. So now it's like it's trending on Twitter. The rain is hilarious. Yeah. And it was early no. in the day and it was still blue sky here. I thought, well, it must be going east or something. But it's still raining here today, like a lot. A lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's unfortunate for all the um, fire areas and stuff. So yeah. um, we'll get on to happier topics. My Gonzaga Zags, the Bulldogs, are in the Sweet 16. So I had to rock my, um, my colors and my logo. I got my master's from Gonzaga. <laughs> So that my Aztecs and my Zags are my two teams, and the Aztecs unfortunately lost in the first round. Sad face. <laughs> Sad face. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm pretty pumped for my um, Zags to beat Florida State tonight. So had to rock the had to rock the colors. Yeah. All right, gotcha. <laughs> so let's get into it. So uh, the 30 minutes goes fast. So we'll we'll try to I'll try to fit um, everything in uh, as best I can uh, that I wanted to ask you. So I want to start out with what's your background? Like what? How did you get involved in it in the niche industry of dental marketing? I mean, what were you doing before the dental? So, okay, so before I was I'm, I went to school to be a nutritionist. I became a nutritionist, and I came out here in California to do nutrition, right? And one of my clients was a dental consultant and he was having like the hardest time getting um, new patients for his practice. And um, I really didn't know anything about like, you know, your type of marketing or like what people mainly know, like digital marketing, SEO, social media, anything like that. Um, All I knew was like old school, like guerrilla marketing, like boots on the ground, you know what I mean? Business to business and things like that. So I kind of told him like, why don't you do this? And um, he's like, well, why don't you do it for me? And I was like, all right, let me see what I can do, right? So I, yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell. I started doing it. The practice that I did it for saw results. They loved it so much. Other people started liking it. Um, I didn't work for anybody else at the time, just that one practice. I left nutrition and then more people wanted to know what I was doing easy patient so that's why I started a blog and then from the blog became the podcast and then the podcast kind of attracted a bunch of people all over the country and everything so yeah that's how it kind of started and still going today 
That's awesome. And you're you're what like a hundred episodes in? Oh yeah, I'm like a um, hundred and four. Whoa, like specific cool. interviews, a hundred and four, like a hundred and five. But it's past a hundred episodes because I do like different type of topics and series and things like that. So oh, okay. all right, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I listened the other day and I and I thought. I think it, I think it was 100 episode 100 that I listened to. And then I thought, Oh, I must be coming up soon. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't know, in the low one hundreds. <laughs> episode 100 for me, it was just me kind of like recapping saying thank you to everybody who's kind of helped me throughout this journey. But Oh my God, talking for two hours straight. Like I was just, I was done. I was like, no, nah, never, never again. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to just make a video yeah. next time. Why t- oh, two hours? Because you wanted to, because of everything that you wanted to cover. Yeah, everything I recap, like I, so my, I have a segment called Monday Morning Marketings, which really doesn't even come out on Monday mornings. And I kind of just talk without editing, right? And I talk without editing. And little do people, I, like, I don't know if this works with you, but what I've noticed is people kind of like the mistakes that you don't like. So, for example, if I don't edit everything, then people like that. They kind of see your personality in the mistakes. So then they're like, oh, I get to know Michael Moore through Monday Morning Marketings or like, you know, the 100 episode or whatever. So, that's why I didn't really edit it out either. Anything. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the thing I like about live is that people see the real you. There's an an authenticity that happens uh, via this, uh, the, as them being able to see us that happens, I think in a little bit of a different way than, than happens on, um, you know, when they're just listening to you. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I, there's no editing out stuff for the podcast from this. Cause then people know I'm a sham. <laughs> okay. she says um there's no ums in that broadcast <laughs> that happens a lot in the long pauses and everything like that yeah 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 for sure so uh although i do appreciate some of them being being edited out so tell us now like what is ground marketing so ground marketing basically in a nutshell it's like guerrilla marketing but i like to think it's a little bit more sophisticated the way i've kind of like helped with the strategies so say for example and this i guess you can kind of tailor this to like any business really but in a dental practice right say you have dental practice and then next to you there's a starbucks the next to you there's like a hotel and then in front there's an apartment complex a daycare senior homes there's just the whole community around you you're kind of thinking like man how do i get inside these businesses or not even that. Maybe you're just like, how do I get the employees from Starbucks to come to me, right? Like, how do I get these businesses to come to me? So basically, that's what ground marketing is. It's like you're able to do lunch and learns in there. You're able to um, maybe do seminars, presentations, or just set up a booth inside their store, outside their office or whatever, and, you know, attract their clients or patients, sign them up. That's basically what ground marketing is, um, the way I do it. And you're able to sign up these people like on the spot, right? Get their name, number, emails, or phone numbers and, you know, talk to them. Mm-hmm. So sort of like partnership marketing in a way, right? Because that yeah. the management or whomever owns that business has to be on board. And is it a mutually beneficial relationship? Like how does that Starbucks then benefit from, from helping you out? Yeah. So sometimes it's not even like the owner. It can be like target that benefits, right? Or anything like that. But there's really, so there's a lot of sneaky strategies, right? So say for example, like there's a Starbucks, right? It can be the first time I ever go to Starbucks and I can be like, man, you know what? I walk in there, I order just whatever, right? It can be a black coffee. And I'm like, man, you guys always get my coffee, like, just right. Thank you so much. And they're like, oh, you're welcome. You know, and they're like, you know what? I'm actually with the dental office, like, right down the street. If you ever want, I can give you guys some free whitening. And then you're going to be like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. And you can just say, yeah, I'll just come back, you know, maybe in an hour or so, bring a sign-up sheet. And whoever wants some free teeth whitening, just put your name and number down. And, you know, I can come back and pick up the sign-up sheet whenever. 
then you come back and pick up the sign-up sheet, and then you have a bunch of name and numbers down, right? And then those are your leads. Those are the people you call to come to your office. And then from that point on, you know, you they become your patient. That's interesting. Yeah, I see that working well in within local businesses that are uh, like dentist offices and, and that sort of thing. Um, becomes a little more challenging, I think, with different types of businesses. Um, yeah potentially. But yeah, so I was trying to tell and you and I talked a little bit about face to face marketing, which is really this is a this is part of that, right? It's yeah. not a conference. It's not a trade show. But it is um, that like, you know, attending another something like attending a local event. <laughs> but it's it's like relationship marketing, but on the business level. I like that. That's yeah. cool especially for small businesses and, and like dentist office that are trying to grow. Um, so tell us how your pot, you already told a little bit, but how does your podcast support your business? Like what are you doing to the, the dentists are hearing about you through that and then hiring you? So basically like the podcast started cause I got tired of typing, right. Blogging. So I was like, all right, let me just like talk about it. Because I, I, I talk a lot for some reason. I don't know. But so I started talking about it. And it started like, you know, like whenever you see like you post it up and then you're like, whoa, 20 downloads. And like this, the first month, and you're like, people are listening to me. <laughs> so then like you start putting more and more out. So anyways, the podcast started, honestly, everything opened doors because of the podcast. So I started covering just like, just purely ground marketing topics. Then from that point on, I started covering interviewing dentists who were being successful in their industry, right? Or in their community. And I wanted to know like, Hey, what were you doing? What are you doing to be successful? So I would interview them. And then now like the series, that's how you came on and things like that. I want to interview people who are like the general population, but are marketing masters and how they can like also have a view as like, cause here's the thing as a dentist, you think you know what the general population is thinking, but nobody thinks about dentistry as much as a dentist does, right? right. So it's kind of like, hey, man, like, don't leave that to you. Like, you need to outsource that to somebody else. So if, say, for example, like you, you have an opinion on like, this is what I want to see in a dental office, right? That's, that's key. That's important. Like, we need that. And at the same time, you, you're a master at marketing. We need that too. You know what I mean? So it's like a blend of both. Um, so that's why I'm starting to interview more people into that. But anyway, so the podcast um, opened doors, obviously, after that one client that I was working with, like the demand got a little bit higher. So I started working with other clients around the country and um, that was able to support myself. Then I was able to make better connections with other people, do programs, um, and then sponsorships started coming in as well. And so um, what helped out a lot is that, like, you know, in regular podcasts, they kind of tell you like, Per downloads, you need to make this much, right? Well, for dental podcasts, it's such a new space that you can't really say, we're not going to get a million downloads per episode, right? Because there's, that's different, right? For a dentist. But if it's like a toothbrush company or Colgate or something like that, right? Saying like, we're trying to target dentists um, specifically who are startups, right? Be like, hey, that's that's all my listeners. I'm literally talking to your like these people are choosing to put me in your ear or me in their ear. And so, you know, maybe think about some type of sponsorship. So then there, you know what I mean? You can like work out with them a sponsorship deal. So yeah, that's how sponsorships were coming out with me and them. 
now thankfully it's kind of like it just so happened to become like cool like it's my thing you know like what i like to do so yeah that's how it kind of everything started because of the podcast and it's still going so were you spending most of your time on the podcast uh not as much time on helping clients directly or how how's that so uh, it's always like this it's always clients first podcast and then content creating right like that's how so first second third so clients the paying clients that's 24 uh, 7 they have access right so we're always helping them no matter what the podcast is like i at least had to come out with two episodes right um a week also because of sponsors and then um the content creating is like the people who do sponsor me i'll make commercials for them or any conferences we go to i create like videos and things like that um mainly like really quick 60 second videos that kind of show like it can be like a regular conference but if you ever go on my instagram you can see like oh my god it was like a party but in reality everybody was just like sitting you know so i mean that's the type of things i do right now and that's how it goes yeah i listened to some of your shows where you were at a conference and uh it inspired me a little bit actually i i did so i attended social media marketing world a few weeks ago and uh, it's my fifth year it's been going for six years so it's still relatively new conference but some of the guests i've had on my podcast were there and so I um, invited them for drinks and then I took some quick videos of them and had them talk about their experience being on the podcast. And now I'm using that to try to stretch out to, to promote the podcast. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, especially when you go to conferences and you're podcasting there, it's like uh, you don't have to like, you know, have that thing where like, hey, when are you available? So I can you know, you see everybody and then you just podcast. I like doing that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I didn't have the... Well, because I was an attendee and I was really, I was there to like, to, to learn and network, uh, but next year, um, I thought about doing one on site, um, but also there's so many people who do what we do. It's a kind of a different show, kind of a conference, right. Than yours. Like they're all dentists. They're not all marketers. So here we are, you know, in a world full of people who on one hand, they totally get it because that's what they do too. Uh But on the other hand, that, that especially the, the bigger names are, they're being pulled this way and that and and stuff. So getting it scheduled was something I was like, not sure about being able to do. And then I didn't do it. And so whatever, anyway, but yeah. I was really happy that the the meetup worked out and then I got some really good videos and I'm still, I need to learn how to edit video. Um, <laughs> yesterday I spliced a video on iMovie and I cut out instead of cutting out the part I didn't want to cut out the part I did. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And there wasn't a backup. And then I'm like, well, Darn it. Now I, so I retaped, I re, you know, re-recorded my intro part that I, I already needed to splice one with the other. So now I have to merge them anyway. <laughs> I mean, what do you use? Do you use like splice or Adobe Premiere Pro or? I, as Elizabeth's one of my co-hosts, uh, get on it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, well, I just, I am not, that's not my jam. So iMovie, I was just trying to use iMovie and I, and, and in the past I've been able to, edit on the front and the back end of a video no problem um it's just the middle that i couldn't like haven't been able to figure out mm-hmm. um, so i don't really know what happened because i anyway i don't need to get into it but i remembered before it's it giving me the option of do you want to create a copy um and and i was like yeah so i made sure that i saved the first but this time i did not get that question and then it was just gone yeah okay gotcha gotcha yeah so now happened. So now I put, I put the rest of the videos on my Mac and then, um, so I have a backup and then, and anything else I mess up. So, um, so what do you think is the biggest benefit to ground marketing for your clients? What's the, so like 
what I like to say is ground marketing, you're out in the community, right? You kind of become almost like the go-to dentist. The brand equity um, builds up a lot as well, only because they see you all the time in the community. Maybe not the dentist, but they always see somebody from that business in the community, right? Maybe Monday, they're at LA Fitness from 4 to 8 p.m. for member appreciation day. Wednesday, they're at the Costco employee break room talking to the employees during a lunch alarm. And then Thursday, they're at a senior citizen's home doing like a presentation for them, right? right? So you always kind of, you're always everywhere. But at the same time, you're also getting results in real time. Um, people are signing up their name and number or you're getting their name and number down, right? Um, that and also, I feel like, for example, you said social media examiner, right? Like if I were to tell you, like, if I'm like the person who's in charge of social media world, right? And then I'm, I tell you, like, okay, you know, we're all going to do a, a meetup live in real time for eight hours online, right? And I'm like, okay, it's going to be 500 bucks. Are you going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll still do it. But I mean, it's not like as exciting as being there in person, you know, talking to everybody, meeting. So that person-to-person interaction, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Because that's why we still go to concerts. That's why we still do all these things, right? Talk to people, um, go to conferences. So I think that's the extra thing that ground marketing provides. But I don't think like, now I'm never saying like, hey guys, don't do digital marketing, just ground marketing. No, I think digital marketing is like, there's no such thing as like, hey, I don't do social media marketing. It just means like you're behind on it, right? I cannot not do it. You're just behind on it. So I think all of this kind of like goes together, right? If we put it all together and it's, executed properly then oof, i mean anything can happen so right. that's how, that's the kind of touch i think ground marketing can provide is more of the people to people interaction yeah and i see that i live in a neighborhood called bankers hill here in san diego and we um we have a lot of little local businesses and they'll have they'll put up like a table outside or there'll be like a you know a um sort of a neighborhood walk walking festival kind of thing where all the businesses are open for you to like you know go in and out of. And I think that people learn about businesses and even it's funny. There's a, it's this, um, this martini teenies taste in teenies is what it's called. It happens in Hillcrest. Um, and I, at, at, at the holidays and I always end up seeing running into businesses that I wouldn't have discovered had it not been for that, yeah. for that thing. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, I'm coming back here. You know? Yeah. So, uh-huh. There's value in that building in the, in the, you know, you're building community at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's good value in it. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Right on. All right. So do you have a favorite success story from a dentist that you've helped? Um, I, I mean, they're all kind of like almost every single client, to be honest, is always satisfied with like, as long as we're very clear with like the expectations, because we mainly coach one of your employees, how to become a ground marketer. It's not like we're going to bring you a million new patients at once, right? right. Um, I, don't, I don't do that. So the success stories is more like, oh, now I don't really have to worry about new patients anymore. There's a dedicated person doing that. Or Michael's helped me build my practice from the ground up in the sense like their grand opening from that point on. Um, I kind of, there's been a lot of stories. What, what surprises me, to be honest, is um, like on Facebook or Instagram when dentists reach out to me all the time but when maybe like a chiropractor or a realtor or someone who i would never thought like hey big fan of the podcast um i used that strategy that you said and my gosh i got like you know seven new clients like on the spot and i'm like you're a realtor how does that work i don't know how he's using it you know what i mean but it's working for that person so it's kind of cool to see 
I mean, it's just dedicated for, you know, Dennis, the general marketer, but it's kind of cool to see how like, it's still kind of like, like trying to reach out to other people or people are picking parts of the episodes that they hear or anything and then using it, you know? So that's really cool to me. Uh Well, strategies, marketing is marketing. Yeah. What's unique to your show uh, that I thought was cool was that you wanted to know from me about my experience with my dentist and what I think about, about, you know, everything that all those questions that you asked me about, um, about dentistry, I thought was really interesting because it's, it's something that, uh, everyone has experience with, right? So it's a niche industry in terms of like teaching them how to market it, but all those things I think can be applied to other niche industries. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's, that's like, okay. So for example, I don't, I forgot what episode it was. But she's a social media Sue Sue B Zimmerman. Yeah. But she was on the show. She was kind of the one who was like telling me before, like, this is what I hate in a dentist. This is what I don't like. This is what it should be. And then that's when I was like, oh, maybe I should make a segment. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why we kind of created the segment of. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sue B inspired you to to change things. That's really cool. Yeah, to have like a different segment. Yeah, she's really good. Right on. Yeah. For those who don't know, I mean, everybody in marketing probably knows she's the Instagram, one of the Instagram queens. Um, all right. So uh, you might already mention this, but if you can think of something, I, I like to ask good marketers um, if you could pick out like one single strategy that to give our listeners um, to help someone be a successful marketer, what's what's like one? What's the one thing that stands out to you as being most important in ground marketing, or well, it could be yeah, or in any. I mean, just in marketing in general. Um, but since ground marketing is your thing, yeah, for sure. Okay, let me let me say in general. In general, I think one of the most important things is like knowing and defining your brand. Like that's who you. This is you, right? And a lot of the times when we first start off, and I know that's so easy to say, like, you're kind of like, oh, you know what? I need to find my brand. This is who I am. And you can be very vague about it or very broad about it. But if you hone in and really, really discover your brand, then it's going to be easier to discover your target market. Like, and I'm, but I'm, the customers that you want, you've got to be as specific as possible. Like, what websites do they go on? What Apple or Samsung? Or, well, you know, what restaurants? What coffees do they like to buy? Things like that. Like, be as specific as possible. Then you're going to be able to tailor your market to them too as well. Um, but by brand, it's easy to kind of like know how to start discovering your brand by really trying to figure out what you like to do and what you don't like to do. Because what you say no to, that's what your brand is going to be more tailored to. If you start saying yes to everything, then that's kind of like, what is your brand? I don't know. You're just kind of like a gen, you're, you're the marketing agency that does everything. Right. Right. But if you like start saying no to a lot of things and really, then they're like, Oh, you know, Megan or Michael just do this. They just do that. That's who they're going to be. That's their brand They're exclusive. And then, I mean, I forgot who told me, but the riches are in the niches. So, I mean, if you like really hone in and focus, then yeah, I mean, you can discover your market, discover everything. I mean, yeah. So there's a lot, really. I mean, that's what I would say. So really just discover your brand and focus on that one thing for the beginning process. So I like that. So you you don't know this probably, but our, our last episode, we had two uh, really savvy women uh, business owners who are uh, master marketers and they uh, 
but they talked a lot. It, the, the show kind of took a turn. We were just going to be talking about digital marketing and I and hadn't really like honed in, but it ended up really being focused on, on them talking about molding your own personal brand and, and then, and then, and then how that folds into the brand of your business. So you'll have to listen to episode 11. Okay. <laughs> it's a really good one. Um, no, truly it was really, it's one of those, I don't know if you, you ever end a show and you're like, man, that was gold. Like I, we just knew oh. as soon as it was over, everyone was like messaging each other. I mean, there were five of us on the show, three hosts and then two guests and the two guests I'd never met before they became BFFs on the show. And stuff. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a good one, but yeah, so that's, so I love that you just said that because it really hits home, uh, you know, a lot of what we talked about and it, and it shows that, yeah, it's, it's true. It's, and I, and I, I and I think too, it's interesting because you can fall into that, to a niche, right? Like, I think you kind of fell into your niche, wouldn't you say, based on that first customer? Yeah. For me, I worked in meetings and the meetings and events industry for a long time. And I, I worked on the technology side. I used to sell audiovisual production. So like all of the, you know, the screens, the mics, the, the whole kit and caboodle that goes with when you attend a conference. Um, and through that, I end up, I ended up sort of in the getting into, once I started my own business, everyone's like, oh, she's, you know, she's an events person. And so I have this, this sort of niche in the meetings and events industry within the event technology space. And it wasn't something that I set out to do, but it totally makes sense because it's my jam, right? It's like what I know the most yeah. about. And then, and, and then marketing within that space. Um, and then hospitality as well. I've worked in restaurants my whole life. So I have restaurants as customers and stuff too, but, um, but I joke that I don't, I don't um, discriminate. So I'm like, you sure you would take a chiropractor on as a client, right? If they wanted to pay you. If the, uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be honest with you, probably not only because I'm not well known. I, I don't really know their niche or their market. You know what I mean? All That's right. the only thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends. It depends to be honest. Yeah. All right. All That's right. cool. Okay, so we are coming to the end. I have a couple of, of uh, questions I ask on each show. Uh, quickly, first, if you could have a superpower in your job, so not just like any superpower, but oh, in your job. if you <laughs> could, like within your job, you could be able to do absolutely anything. What would your superpower be? Anything. Anything. By That's superpower, what? you mean like like teleportation and stuff like that, or what? Sure. Okay, teleportation. <laughs> yeah. That would be it. Right on. Yeah. I, I, had, I heard that recently, and I hadn't heard that before. That's funny. Last uh, time I asked that, they said they would like time to stand still. Um, which, oh, I didn't even think about that as a superpower. Right. I mean, that's like, like different than getting four hours like, to drive your day or whatever. So, all right. Yeah, you're right, right. Damn, that was a good one. <laughs> no, no. Hey, no wrong answers. That okay. is a good one, too. Especially in L.A. Are you kidding? I know, yeah. It's, something could be like seven, like literally walking five miles away, or not walking, five minutes away, and we're like, we're in the car for like an hour. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Great. Uh, so last question. Any apps, gadgets, technology that you're excited about right now? Is there anything you started using recently that you want to share with our listeners and viewers? Recently, um, the only <laughs> thing. That's something that you're hot on. Oh, that I'm really, Evernote. I really like Evernote. Like I like to... I like to write a lot, like not more like what I'm going through, right? Like, yeah. so if I'm like feeling stressed, I write something about stress or something. Like I've been into like, yeah, I've been into like emotional intelligence a lot lately. So kind of reading about that. And so it's, it's important to like 
understand your feelings and know what you're talking about. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's on Evernote. Right yeah. on. Right on. Awesome. Well, Michael, I really appreciate you being on today. Thank you so much for um, telling us about ground marketing. Uh, let our viewers know how they can get a hold of you if they want to find you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, Megan. Um, if you, anybody wants to listen to the Dental Marketer podcast, it's just that the Dental Marketer podcast, or you can go on the website, thedentalmarketer.org to find out all uh, like the ground marketing hub and information on there. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Michael. This has been episode 12 of Making a Marketer, and we will catch you next time. Bye.